On today's episode of the Utah High School Hoops podcast, I am joined by a very special guest. Uh, if you're on uh, Twitter or X or whatever the heck it's called these days, uh, hopefully you are following Brandon uh, with uh, with his work with Juco Advocate and also with his work with Verbal Commits. We're going to get into all of that here on the show. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Utah High School Hoops Podcast, your source for sometimes informative, but always entertaining coverage of the Utah High School Hoops scene with your host, Adam Meek. Hey, everybody. I am uh, thankful to be joined here by Brandon. And Brandon, I told you before we got on, I dusted off my old letter jacket 25 years i think it's a, it's a, my 25 year anniversary and uh, and there's a good reason why i had to i had to wear my lewis palmer letter jacket and that's because i found out that we went to rival high schools and potentially played against each other you know just typical of somebody from lewis palmer not to communicate with me that this is what we were going to do i could have gone into the garage and dug through one of the many boxes to find my old letter jacket and you know we'd have turned it into a real rivalry today, but you know it's fine. It's fine. I don't. Know, are they still rivals, Liberty and Lewis Palmer? I don't even know. I think there's like six new schools that have been built between the two now, so it's like you know becoming becoming harder. Um, I think Pine Creek kind of became our our rival because basically Pine Creek was opened by taking half of our school's students. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so I don't know if that's still a thing or not. I don't know. I just, here's what I remember. Uh, by the way, this is Brandon Goble, and you're going to get into your introduction here. But we're going to cover the really hard hitting things that everybody tunes in <laughs> for, which is uh, high school basketball, Colorado yeah. Springs, late 90s, early 2000s. And I once lost a bet in college. Uh, so I was, uh, I was at Colorado State, and it was March Madness. And Gonzaga was playing Wyoming. And I was like, I played against like I played against this kid at Wyoming, you know, who's playing for Wyoming, Dante Richardson. I was like, I had to guard him. He's he's pretty good, but like I'm 5'10, and I'm like, like he didn't score a whole lot on me. <laughs> and so I picked Gonzaga. I was like, there's no way Wyoming is gonna beat Gonzaga. They were like a six seed and eleven seed. And your guy, Liberty's finest, Dante Richardson, just lit up Gonzaga. <laughs> and, pretty good. Uh, and and he did the same thing at Colorado State that year, and I was like, man, I am. Yeah, yeah. uh, it was the only year that we won state. We had Dante Richardson. He went to I think Sheridan Junior College, and then and then Wyoming. Yeah, I'm gonna take. That's hot. These leather jackets. Are, <laughs> these things are like. Yeah, dude, they have leather sleeves, and they're made they're out of warm. <laughs> these are. Gotta bust that thing out in the winter out here in Utah, man. Whew. Uh, oh, that's crazy. Actually, I have a pin uh this sorry hang on one second i like i literally haven't looked at this thing so this pin that's on my letter jacket was because in 99 when i was a senior um was when the columbine shooting went down and so we all had these columbine pins that's crazy that's yep. a 25 year old pin right there i didn't even know it was on my letter jacket yes, it is. Yep. um well anyway yeah so that was a fun kind of small world moment uh when when i found out uh that we went to the same or we went to high school in the same kind of region. Uh, but I figured beyond that, because that's like probably the least interesting thing about <laughs> yourself. 
Uh, why don't you do a quick introduction on you know who you are and for those people who don't who don't know you or don't follow you yet? Yeah, so I'm the uh, I'm the CEO of a company called Player Advocate LLC. Uh, the two brands under that that people would probably recognize are either JUCO Advocate uh, or to a larger scale Verbal Commits. So um, you know, in the we have our social spaces uh, for both of those brands. JUCO Advocate has over time kind of evolved and morphed into a little bit more of like a uh, a personal project that you know still has uh, business use to it, but uh, you know Verbal Commits really kind of our flagship brand uh, with the website verbalcommits.com, and then what we do on the socials with that as well. That's awesome. And uh, how did you just like stumble upon this, or is it, was this something that you were passionate about, or how did you get into starting a business and and getting focused on player advocacy? around you know both the verbal commits and then also the the jugo the juco advocacy it was kind of a, a weird uh way to find it so you know as you said i went i went to liberty and uh and i was uh really not a big basketball guy you know back then and then i went on to colorado state um got more into it a little bit up there but still wait not. i did not know that you were a csu ram oh yeah yeah class how did i miss that five. part yeah, class of two thousand five. All right, I have okay. a uh, I have a, an autographed Bradley Van Pelt jersey that hangs. In Me my too. House. Yep. Also, same. <laughs> we have we have matching sunshine jerseys. That's great. Matching That's sunshine great. jerseys. Yeah. We're no longer rivals. We are Rams. <laughs> and by the way, CSU is playing incredible. Uh, it's been it's been fun to watch their team this year. Go Rams! All right. Anyway, you know, back then we had Dale Layer um and yeah. you know jason smith was playing and and you know kind of watching watching jason play a little bit kind of you know maybe got the juices flowing uh for it um you know making the ncaa tournament playing in that game against duke um and, but it still just like wasn't something that was like a real passion for me and so uh my wife uh was going to to vet school up here and so, um, which is one of the best vet schools in the country for everybody yeah. who's listening. Uh, you should yes. send your kids to Colorado state for veterinary school. So we got married and she was so busy that like, I didn't ever see her for, for three or four years. Uh, and so, um, that's kind of when I started getting a little bit more into it, a little bit more into it. And then, you know, I was in the corporate world and, um, and, and just really didn't have the time to like focus on it in the way that I wanted to. Uh, and then eventually as I got further into that corporate job and, and, you know, finally just was like, Hey, I need, I need to do something different with my brain uh, other than my job every day. And so I really got into the analytics side of things. Um, basketball on paper had come out and uh, you know, so I was reading kind of more into the math side of stuff, uh, deeper analytics. Um, you know, Ken Palm was, was out, but wasn't what it is today. Um, and so I started, uh, you know, from a, a CSU fan account, uh, basketball, you know, basketball fan account, tweeting about analytics around Colorado State basketball. And uh, some of the staff uh, saw it and asked me to come in and, and, you know, do some analytics things with them and, you know, talk to them about some stuff or whatever. And that's really kind of what, like, fired up the engines for me with, with really, really getting into basketball. But the interesting thing was, is I got into it at first from a math standpoint, you mm. know, I was, I was fascinated with uh, different logarithms and, and algorithms and things that you would do. 
to, you know, project basketball. So um, through that, uh, I met a, a guy that wanted to to walk on to the Colorado State team. And um, Coach Eustachie wasn't into walk-ons um, ever. No, and, so this, uh, this was post, this was post, uh, this post, was post And yeah, was post uh, Post him, yeah. Yeah. yeah so this, by the way, no, he's at uh, San Jose. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. Ten miles, San Jose State. Go Spartans. So he, uh, um, you know, he wasn't into the walk-on. So you know, I talked to the kid, talked to a couple of buddies that I had that had played on the team before, and had now graduated. And I, I said, well, you know, I watch a lot of basketball by this point, right? Um, and I said, you look pretty good, um, but you know let me see what I can do. And what was unique about him is he had been in the air force for six years after high school. So he, that stops your clock. Your NCAA clock stops when you go into the military. So he was a combat veteran and had mm. gotten out. He was 24 years old trying to figure out what he wanted to do with his life. And I was like, look, man, I'll work you out. I'll film you. I've got a buddy down at Midland community college that uh, was the video coordinator at Colorado State and then had gone down there as an assistant. He was literally the only person in basketball that I knew at that point outside of the coaches at Colorado State. Who was who um, that, by the way? Sam Winooski. Okay, I didn't know. Who is now at Southern Arkansas Community College. I always forget which which one it is. He's he's going to be the new head women's coach. But uh, Cool. Um, so he was down there at Midland with Jordan Dryling, and so I sent the film down, and he's like, look, uh, you know, this is the whack jack. This is, this is the best league in the country for junior college. And I'm like, what's a junior college back then? Um, and, uh, and he says, but we'll take him as a walk on. So Solomon used his GI bill to, uh, to, to pay for his tuition stuff. And he goes down and he ends up um, being a starter for him. Um, he was a, a qualifier. So he only ended up going one year and, and he says, Hey, can you help me with my recruitment? And I was like, sure. I don't, I don't know what that means, but whatever. Let's go nuts. So from that personal account, I took all of his film. This was my first time like ever editing film. Um, I didn't even have Synergy access at the time. And so, and I don't even know if they would have been on Synergy back then. So I was taking full games and like hand clipping out every every game he played, every clip he did. And I would send it via Twitter to um, every coach in the country. Like I would, I would do at, you know, whatever the coach. And then I'd put a little blurb about, you know, this is a air force veteran and, and, you know, he's averaging eight and six or whatever it was at Midland and blah, blah, blah. And then I would watch because like, if there was, if there was engagement with the tweet, you know, as far as like watching the film, I figured that was probably the coach watching it. Cause I was doing, I was doing it directly at, so, you know, they were really the only ones seeing it wasn't popping up on my timeline unless you went to replies. Mm -hmm. So so if they interacted, then I'd post another one and another one and another one like in replies. And then all of a sudden I'd get a DM from the coaches says, Hey, who the hell are you? Uh, <laughs> you know, what, what, what's this kid's story? And, and so that, that kind of like started all that. And I was like, Oh my God, what an exhausting process, you know, right. through this whole thing. I sent like, I, I went back and did a count on it based on the verbiage that I would use. And it was something like 3,200 tweets that I sent. <laughs> Jeez. For for on one for one player for one guy for one guy and uh, goodness gracious he ended up going to Evansville uh, then grad transferred to UTRGV had a great career um, and uh, you know still talk to him to this day I mean this by now this was 
gosh, I mean, we're coming up on a decade ago, I guess, at this point. Um, And uh, so so when I finished that, then his teammates started hitting me up and they said, hey, you know, can can you help? And 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 there were some other people that I had reached out to through this process, including Nathan LeClaire, who runs the day to day of verbal commits. Like back then, I was like, hey, can you post that, you know, this school is offered Solomon and whatever. And he would he would do that thing. Um, and there were some other people like Daniel Poneman that, you know, was, I think back then he was like a music agent and, and he, uh, but he was still in basketball. And so he, he posted some stuff. It was just kind of like, he just happened to check this like random DM from me. And, um, so Solomon got taken care of. Well, then his teammates started hitting me. So now I'm, now I'm posting about his teammates, you know, on Twitter and then, and then more kids from other schools because they're like, well, hey, who's this guy that's, you know, sending your stuff out? And they're like, oh, it's this guy. And all of a sudden I was like, all right, well, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to like, like make a hobby out of this. You right. know, I, I enjoy the interactions. By this point, I've got, you know, 100 Division One coaches cell phone numbers and, you know, think I'm just I'm just big stuff at this point. And so um, created Juco Advocate initially just as a twitter handle to to help kids get recruited and then um you know at some point kind of figured like hey you know we really need to kind of formalize this more and started talking to some of those people that i had gotten to know through the the solomon recruiting process and said uh you know maybe we should make a website and you know one of my best friends that that uh uh, is with us now is our our chief uh, technology officer is, is somebody that i knew back then from doing some other uh, online business stuff. And so, you know, he built this website and it just kind of like, just like exploded. And, That's amazing. Um, you know, in a, in a fairly short period of time, now all the while I'm still, you know, working in the corporate world. Um, okay, so you, had, you hadn't transitioned full time over to, over to a player advocate or Juco advocate or whatever, any, any no, of this. No, no. Okay. I, I loved my my direct boss. My direct report at, in my corporate job was awesome. She was fantastic. But she would probably tell you that I would imagine my performance review started to reflect uh, mm-hmm. the fact that, <laughs> that I had this other thing that I was really passionate about. Um, and and it's funny because the day that I that I quit, uh, she was super happy that like I was going to go do the thing that you know, right? That, that I was that I was really into, but. Um, so, you know, we started this website and um, there wasn't there wasn't like really a plan. You know, it was like, hey, this is cool and this is fun and we want to help a bunch of kids and and whatever. And it really just kind of exploded. I mean, all of a sudden, within a super short period of time, we had 10,000 Twitter followers, then 20,000 Twitter followers. And um, I said, well, you know, let's start a scouting service. So we did that and, and that took off pretty quickly. Um, I said, let's, uh, <clears throat> let's do a team jamboree, the, the region nine, the junior college, uh, thing. They, they, it was really small and some of the guys were complaining they wanted it to be bigger. So in the first year that we did a jamboree, I want to say we had like 52 teams come from hmm. all over the country to play in this thing. And I was like, oh my gosh. And we didn't even know what we were doing. I mean, it was yeah. literally like, oh my gosh, all hands on deck. You know, how, wh- how do we, how do we even do this? Um, so we did that and we, then we started J 48 and I said, you know, it'd be cool is like, we don't have a McDonald's all American type event in junior college. Let's do that. And now that's, you know, you'd be hard pressed to, to argue that that's not the kind of the, the premier event in, in junior college space. Um, is that, is that the event that runs simultaneous with, um, is it the next? 
yeah. in the Pro 16 events? Yeah. So last year was our first uh, time running with them. And then okay. we've, we've re-upped that now uh, with Puma as the sponsor. Yep. Um, and I think it's going to continue to grow. Um, it's a lot of fun. We got some, some cool stuff we're doing this year. Uh, and and with I, uh, I'm going to, I want to hang out here real quick yep. on this because so, because I'm actually not super familiar with it. So it, it, is this an event where teams come in or you select the top, the, you know, kind of the, the top players and they come in and they have like more of a showcase event and yeah. during a live period so that the D one coaches can come in and is that kind of, yeah, yeah. Typically these exposure events are, you know, lots of courts, couple hundred players, you know, coaches are walking around all over. Um, I really wanted to focus in on the top talent. Um, you know, we do a ton of work with everybody, but, you know, I wanted, I wanted junior college to have something that was kind of like, you know, the jewel event that, that people, um, that, that really drew a lot of exposure to these kids. And so it's just 48 players, um, individual invite only, uh, we play on a single court. So it's not, you know, multiple games going at once, it's one game. And, you know, a couple hundred division one coaches just sit in a rectangle, <laughs> you know, yeah. all the baselines, all the sidelines are just completely filled with division one coaches. And, uh, and it's super fun. Um, I love that, it's, man. It's, you know, we've had lots of you know, multiple, I don't know, five or six NBA players now that have played in the event uh, over time. And, um, it's just continuing to grow in this relationship with Puma and next pro, I think is going to take it to another level this year. Did, um, uh, did so. our, uh, we have a mutual, uh, fan fandom for our guy Dalton out at, uh, Tennessee, Colorado, yep. Colorado, the, the next, the next, uh, great Colorado player we've had who, so Pat Garrity grew up on my street. Um, <laughs> it's true. We, uh, we grew up on the same street, uh, Reggie Jackson, Chauncey, uh, who else? Who else am I missing that came out of Colorado? Uh, my my Colorado high school basketball history is lacking, but I'm guessing Dalton. Yeah. I mean, Dalton's a projected lottery pick at this point. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, he's, he's last name, be... by the way. I had Coach Danny Sprinkle on from Utah State, and he said connect, and I was like, oh no, I thought the I thought it was necked. I thought the K was silent. It's like it, so. It's the German. He's German, right? Okay. And so it's the the K. I think it's technically silent. Got I it. think there's a little bit of a k in there, but not like a connect, you know? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Connect for <laughs> not. Which yeah, should play if he ever gets a four point play. Um, oh, man, we got to make that shirt. Anyway. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. I'll take 10% royalties. Uh, so, but, but did he play in the J in the J 48? He was the COVID year. He was invited. Oh. And, Dang it. I mean, I mean, the COVID year was loaded. Tyon Grant Foster, who's at, at uh, um, Grand Canyon, will uh, you know he he'll there's a good chance he gets drafted this year. Yep. Um, that that COVID year was, um, but didn't happen. So. Yeah, my uh, my sister was going to go watch the Grand Canyon Weber State no UVU game, mm -hmm. um, and then uh, we got hit with kind of a weird snowstorm, and she couldn't make it down. Because uh, yeah. she wanted to go check him out at Grand Canyon, so yeah, uh, that's cool. another great story down there. So yeah, we you know we we kind of we started doing these events and we started doing the scouting service and all this sort of stuff. And then at the Minneapolis Final Four, um, which was four years ago, I think, um, I met with Nathan Leclaire, who uh, you know was the owner and operator, 
co-owner and operator of uh, Verbal Commits, and he was uh, just buying out his partner to kind of take that thing entirely. And and so I met with him, and I was like, "Hey, man, like, you know, we need to we need to get together. Um, I think we can do something special." And he agreed. And so you know, since then, uh, you know that both Verbal Commits Juco Advocate have operated under um, you know our parent company now. And, uh, for the last four years, we've, we've been putting a lot into verbal commits because it initially was just built as like a passion project. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the guy that originally built it, um, is the one that, that, you know, sold it to Nathan, but Nathan kind of jumped in early <clears throat> and said, Hey, this site's cool, but like, you're not updating your data. I like data and I'm a college student and I got nothing better to do on a Friday night, but update you know, who's on the roster at St. Francis, Brooklyn basketball. So, you know, can I help and, and whatever. And then, and then he became an equity holder uh, Mm. with the guy of the company as it, as it then grew into a, a, a business. Um, And, and so he, uh, so he took that, but you know, it was, it was built on old technology and, and it wasn't, it was never really like intended to be a thing. And then it became a thing. You know, Nathan, Nathan basically single-handedly turned that into, uh, the most informative, accurate and, and popular recruiting platform for college basketball. Um, you know, because he covered everybody. If mm-hmm. you went to Alcorn state, you got as much coverage as if you went to Duke, you know, yeah. it was, it didn't matter. And, uh, and so I said, you know, I think there's some really cool things that we can do with this. And so for the last four years, uh, we've been, we've been doing a lot of rebuilding in house. Um, you know, one of, one of our kind of core goals has always been to maintain control of our, our company. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, VC money and stuff like that just hasn't interested us because we want to be in control. We want to be able to make the decisions. We want to be able to help the people that we want to help. Um, and so, uh, we've put a lot into that VC and here coming soon, you know, people have probably seen me tease some things out from verbal commits about what's coming. Um, but we've got a whole new platform coming out that, uh, the goal of which is to, to take like everything that we do from a a help standpoint and just send it out into a different stratosphere. And how about about we do this, Brandon, I'm going to, uh, we're going to take a quick break and hear from, uh, my wonderful sponsor, Ruby. And, uh, when we come back, I want to, I want to dig in a little bit more, uh, not not only into verbal commits, but also into uh, to to the, the to JUCO basketball and kind of what has what has changed. And it's a, I'm guessing it's a lot over the last you know call it four or five years relative to JUCO basketball. Uh, it's it's near and dear to people here in Utah because we've got Salt Lake uh, Community College, we've got Slick, we've got Snow, and CSI is uh, College College of Southern Idaho is right around here. So there's a lot of kids. I think in Utah, we don't have to talk about those teams specifically, but just the general idea of the path to the path in basketball and the role that some, you know, that, that a junior college is going to have for a lot of players. And um, so I'd love to kind of pick your brain a little bit on that and get your thoughts if you're cool with that. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, thanks. We'll be back on the other side of the break with Brandon Goebel of Juco Advocate and Verbal Commits. How the heck are you supposed to eat five servings of fruits and vegetables a day? And as a mom, I think I figured it out. Ruby. Ruby is the only way. Open, pour, shake, drink. My kids love Ruby because it tastes so good. And 
When in your life are you going to get this many fruits and vegetables in just one serving? Like I get to eat my McKee berries. Trust me on this one. Try it once and you will not regret it. Your kids won't even complain that they have to drink it. It's that good. And you won't regret going to goruvy.com and using code ADAM15 to get 15% off your purchase. That's goruvi, G-O-R-U-V-I.com and use code ADAM15 for 15% off your purchase. All right, we're back here with Brandon Goebel of Juco Advocate, Verbal Commits. And you said it's uh, Player Advocate LLC. Is that the That's official? It. Okay, I got I got it all. Uh, <laughs> and uh, most importantly, graduate of the Colorado State University, the Harvard of the Rockies. Um, <laughs> by the way, that, uh, that 0203 team that played Duke uh, that had the run and through the Mountain West tournament with uh, gosh, Matt Nelson and yep. um, Andy Burley. Uh, who else is on that team? Um, Ronnie Gray. Yeah, I forget the little guard's name. Um, uh, there was the like the kid from Fruit of, Mon- Fruit of Monument, um, John Krakowski. I well, no, I can't remember. Ah, oh, shoot. Anyway, uh, I got to be, I was like a student manager. It's almost looked like that was two decades ago. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but I was, I was a student manager and like practice player on that team. So I got to be around oh, that wow. whole crew and, and Buzz Williams was one of the assistant coaches at the time. Yes, he so was. I've been yes. able to keep in touch with Buzz. Uh, he did not know my name. He called me um, Cliff because I was in the <laughs> office on 9-11, 2001. I was in the basketball office just watching TV silent like everyone was. We were putting together yeah. uh, different uh, recruiting packets and stuff to help send out. And I just say, like, I kind of just break the ice. And I said, uh, did you know that before Azerbaijan became a country, Afghanistan was the only country whose name started with an A that did not end with an A? And I just kept, I just said it for some reason. <laughs> And Buzz <laughs> just goes, my boy's like Cliff Clavin over here from Cheers. And I was like, and he just called me Cliff the whole season. <laughs> Never knew my name. Just called me Cliff. Uh, so I still get to remind him of that whenever I get, I've, I've gotten to connect up with him a few times. Uh, and then also. I'll text um, Buzz later and say, I, I talked to Cliff this morning. <laughs> he won't he'll be like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know that he'll know. Uh, well, cause he taught, he. Uh, my sister goes down to his practices a lot, so mm-hmm. uh, he may he may remember it now. But also, uh, Blake Flickner at Dallas Baptist was uh, he was doing his graduate work there, and I got yeah. to see Blake uh, at the end of last year. Went to, went to DBU and saw the camp. It's a beautiful campus. Anyways, um, that's I guess maybe mildly important. Um, but uh, I would like I said kind of before the break, I would really love for you to talk. But you spend so much time now helping players and you've been building out this whole platform that is is really you know service a, a tremendous service i think to a lot of to a lot of players i loved hearing the genesis story of how you're just like i didn't really know what i was doing i just kept doing stuff uh, right. which is sort of how i have built an entire career as well just not in basketball uh just <laughs> like i don't know that sounds good i'll do that yeah, that sounds whatever yeah, we'll figure yeah it whatever um and you know eventually you end up in Dubai, meeting at the United right. Nations summit. With- if you act like you know what you're talking about hard enough, <laughs> eventually it looks like you know what you're talking about. Eventually so. you learn to, to know what you're talking about. Right. Um, so I want to talk about JUCO basketball because I, I think it's become a, a really critical path forward. And, and you know, I, I 
tell kids here whenever I hear this nonsense of like, oh, I guess my fallback plan is slick. And I'm like, you know that there's like eight division players <laughs> on that roster, right? Like at minimum, yeah. That's not yeah, minimum. That's not like a fallback play. And that's like, holy crap, you are gonna play it slick. Like that's incredible. Yeah. Um, has that has that always been that way, or has the transfer portal and you know, kind of that I'm sure you could talk for a long time about the the player advocacy around, you know, player movement and things of that nature. I know I've followed a little bit on Twitter, but has it always kind of been this way, or has has the transfer portal and coupled with like the COVID years? And coupled with you know NIL money, has that really impacted the JUCO ranks? Yeah, it, it's interesting because you know obviously my experience really started with junior college ten years ago, um, but I was fortunate to you know go through this process with Solomon because I got to see right away like what junior college can be, what it can do for people. Uh, as well as, you know, the light, the dark, the every, you know, shades of gray in between, uh, both with the players and, and um, you know, the towns. And, you know, there's just junior college is such a unique, interesting uh, space that there's really nothing else like it. Um, but I, you know, I wasn't around for the late 90s junior college in the early 2000s where basketball was different back then with, you know, qualifying and, you know, all this sort of stuff. Um, you know, you, you got a lot of people to talk about the good old days of, you know, junior college and, you know, some of these players and there's, you know, thoughts here and there that like junior college isn't as good as it was. And, you know, there's probably some, uh, truth to some of those thoughts in that, like, this day and age, like if you're an NBA player out of the gate, out of high school, you're probably not going to wind up in junior college because somebody's going to figure out how to get you eligible, get you qualified, all that sort of thing. Um, that wasn't really the case back then. You know, yeah. we had, we had, we had guys where in high school they were like, Oh, that's an NBA player, but he has to go junior college. Um, you know, now would this, be, would this be like, I'm trying to think of like, like Jimmy Butler or like Chris Anderson um, I can't remember. Did Dennis Rodman? I know he started out. I think he, he was a out. he was a JUCO guy. Yeah, I forget yeah. the name of the school because it doesn't have a team anymore. But um, you know, Steve Francis and oh, yeah. and and the Matrix. You know, Sean Marion. Um, you know, these these were guys that would have you know, like Jimmy Butler was a little different story because he wasn't like super heralded out of high school. Um, but you know, some of these other guys, uh, they were and they but they had to go. Um, you know, there's still plenty of kids that have to go junior college, but it's it's more it's changed a little bit where now it's either they just need more time to develop. They were under recruited. Um, you know, there's a lot more of that. So what's interesting about it, you know, and we're always talking about it in the context of Division one basketball, which is not the most important thing, but mm -hmm. it does at least give everybody a contextual starting point, I think, um, where, you know, I think there's there's. The, the the talent has actually improved in the last five years uh overall but it's gone like this as opposed to like mm, the floor is higher but the ceiling is also a little bit lower yeah, yeah yeah um there's there's a lot more like in that middle area i mean literally hundreds of players that can play kind of that higher end of of low major to the upper end of mid-major uh basketball um 
And so it, it's been interesting because there's a lot more qualifiers that are going to JUCO now because the portal has prevented them from getting recruited out of high school. Whereas in the past, you know, somebody like LeBron Thomas at Vincennes, who, you know, if he comes back next year, he'll be uh, an All-American, maybe the number one player in the country, um, definitely a J48 invite. Uh, but, you know, he'll, he'll, his recruitment will be bonkers. But, like, he was really good out of high school, you know, just five years ago. Like, he, he probably would have gotten two or three at least low-major Division One offers. And, uh, and now, you know, just not. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that has, has happened a lot for sure. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting going forward. I think there are some things that make junior college, uh, much more appealing now. Um, there are some things that will, uh, ding it a little bit because, you know, the portal stuff, especially if the portal becomes a, a transfer as many times as you want sort of situation. Right. Um, and there are other coaches that are looking at it saying like, Hey, you know, you know, what we don't have NIL. So I can't go get the transfer player that I want because somebody that does have NIL, I I can't beat them. So I'm going to go recruit the best junior college players now. And, and so I, you know, I think the people that kind of recognize that and and have put the effort into that are going to really reap the benefits, but you know, uh, Noah Boyd signed with Baylor early, you know, Baylor doesn't need to recruit junior college players. Baylor likes to recruit junior college players. Right. Um, Scott Drew's done a phenomenal job with them. Um, John Jacobs, who's the associate head coach there, who's fantastic, uh, came from Gonzaga and, you know, a place that they didn't recruit junior college. And he loves junior college players now at Baylor. Um, so, you know, it's it's really all over the map. Buzz Williams wants to have a Juco guy on his team every year. You know, he doesn't always get one because he is very picky about it. You have to be the right guy uh, to play for Buzz. But, um you know, like the the last the last one that that uh, it was a J forty eight guy that Buzz came to J forty eight and saw was Quentin Jackson, mm. uh, who who's in the in the NBA, uh, yeah. off and on right now between the Windy City Bulls and the and the Bulls, um, and so you know even guys like that you know recognize that talent, recognize what those players can be, even though they're coming from you know junior college. Um, I feel like I, I feel like there's a there's a character refining uh, that, that also really happens. Like I, I, I talk, I, I, I don't talk to a lot of high school basketball players. I could talk to a few of them, right. Who want right. to go and, and they want to play in college. And I'll say, I'll say to them, well, what it, it, most importantly also to their parents, you know, it's like, but what are you going to do that a coach whose job is on the line most of the time year after year is going to take a chance on you versus a 20, 21, 20 year old, physically mature, been through the grind, has been working out and playing in, you know, whatever small city in Kansas and is 6'6, 215, and has two years, maybe even three years of eligibility left. Like, and, and they're kind of like, oh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I always kind of explain it to, to coaches and, you know, to parents and stuff is I say, um, I'm just trying to think of an example here. Well, you know, let's look at, that's not a great example because he's a return missionary. Well, it's Max Triplett at Snow, right? Max Triplett is a great player. He's a great human being. Uh, he's, he's uh, you know, going to get a lot of recruitment this year. Um, that dude is 6'9", 240 pounds of man muscle, 
with skill and everything else. And I tell the coaches, I say, well, you know, you're, you're not sure if you want to recruit him, but you're recruiting some of these other high school kids. What do you think Max Triplett would do in AAU this spring? <laughs> and they're like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, if he was, if he played AAU this spring, Kentucky would recruit him because he'd be, you know, knocking the heads off of everybody. Right. Well, he's not a high school player. That's why he's not playing AAU. But I'm just saying, if you're gonna if you're gonna look at this guy, and not look at this guy because he's in junior college, I think you're making a, a a pretty significant error here, you know. And and the thought way back when was like, well, you know, he's only got two years left, or maybe three years left. I also tell him if the you know the difference between three years and and four years anymore like doesn't matter. No. And in this day and age, how many guys are staying for four years either? Right. You know. Um, so, you know, the idea of taking a, a 22-year-old, super experienced, um, physically, I mean, the amount, of, the amount of change between an 18-year-old and a 21, 22-year-old is bonkers, right? Yep. Um, and so, you know, that's where I think junior college is not only going to be just fine, but it's going to thrive and actually grow, is that uh, coaches are going to start telling high school kids, hey, we got these portal guys that we're recruiting, we're recruiting junior college players. I, I can't, you're not going to play for me next year. Ergo, I can't take you, you yeah. know, um, go to junior college and we'll talk next year. Yeah. Go and, there. And that's play, already happening. Right. You can get, you can get, I mean, there's probably even players out there. If you even just think of like the cost of going to a junior college oh, yeah. that they wouldn't even need a scholarship. Right. Like, I mean, right. it's, so you can go, you can play, you can, you know, be on the team, you can be in the in the weight room, you can be around other D1 kids. I'm I, I mean, I I love what you do because I think just naturally I'm an advocate for any path forward for a kid who is trying to pursue their dreams. And they should never, ever, ever, ever say like this is the only path, especially now. Um, you know, I'm just like started early, cast a wide net be open to any possibility and say like, this is my dream, no matter what, it can't just be like, this is my dream, but I have to go to the university of Utah and play basketball as a freshman. It's like, it's going to be a tough, <laughs> tough, <laughs> ass, guys. Be tough, tough <laughs> ass, you know, um, there's, there's a lot of really, really good freshmen that are coming over from uh, other countries or are even being recruited here domestically that aren't playing mm -hmm. because they show up. And as good as they were, the guys are just way more experienced and and older and uh, physically built, and you know, in a way that they're just not they're just not ready for. And that's not a knock on them; they right. can become that. But schools are less interested in that happening at their school. Yeah. You know? um, it's 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 weird. I don't know. I can't say if it's good, bad, or otherwise. That you know, this is where we are now. Uh, with some of this, but, um, but it's just where it is. I mean, that's it's just where it is. So you just got to figure it out. You know? Yeah. Um, so. well, Brandon, this has been awesome, man. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your story, sharing about what you're doing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of what you're doing. I'm, I'm happy to support and send some people over there. So how do people get involved, uh, with either, Juco advocate, or I guess even more, it's probably easier for people to get involved with, like with verbal commits and some of the things that you have going there. So, uh, just yeah, tell, on, tell us a little bit about that. On Juco advocate, you know, give us a follow. Um, we do a lot of things all over the world. 
Uh, we do charity camps all over the world. We do charity camps here in the United States. Um, we, we still do a lot of hands-on help, uh, you know, in, in that space and everything. And then, uh, yeah, verbal commits, uh, like I said, kind of a little new evolution of the twilight zone coming for that. So stay tuned for that here in the next week or two. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully that will uh, give a lot more opportunities to people to kind of really get involved and take control of a lot of their own recruitment, um, with their, uh, with us there to, to help and support. Um, and so, yeah, just, just keep watching. We're, we're, we're working hard and, and coming up with new crazy things to do and, uh, and we're not going to stop anytime soon. That's awesome. Well, Brandon, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I will make sure that all the links are down in the show notes. And so if you just want to click on it you can give them a follow, you can ha- uh, head on over to the verbal commit site. Uh, you can do all of it very easily because like I said, in my last episode, you all have the attention spans of goldfish. And so uh, I want to make sure things are quick and easy for you. Uh, I, I do encourage high school students to conform to to consume long form content, watch full games, watch entire movies, keep your phone away. It's healthy for your brain uh, to uh, to not just be constantly stimulated. So, uh, Brandon, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, I'm glad to know yeah. that we could we could set aside our rivalry from high school, unite <laughs> under the banner of the CSU Rams. Uh, but most importantly, just thanks for all the work you're doing for the basketball community. I know it's really appreciated. Yeah, happy to do it. Appreciate you having me on. All right, thanks, Brandon.